This is Legends of the Gridiron, an inside look at the AFLL. Here's your host, Jamie Thomas. Welcome to week number three in review in the AFLL American Football Legends League. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier as the weeks go by. Unbelievable performances. And that is certainly the case in uh, after three weeks of play. So we still have four teams unbeaten in the AFLL in the Don Shula Division's Fury at 3-0. and They've scored an incredible 241 points. The throwbacks are 3-0 and in the Walter Camp Division. Jim Thorpe Division leaders are the GOATs. They're 3-0 and with 212 points scored so far this year. That is just behind Fury. And last but not certainly not least, it's Anvils at 3-0 and as well in the Tony Dungy Division. Now, the Tony Dungy Division has three teams at one and two. Let's look back at the week that was in the AFLL, starting with Heroes FC taking on Fury. Fury just beating the crap out of everybody. 86-6 to six was the final score. Fury improves to 3-0. and oh. Heroes FC 1-2. and two. The most impressive start by far of the AFLL season belongs to Fury, who tore apart another opponent. Fury's margin of victory have been 47-52-80. and 80. They held Heroes FC quarterback Steve Young to 171 yards, passing, sacked him eight times, and forced Young into throwing two interceptions. Uh, Heroes FC was held to negative 16 rushing yards in another dazzling performance from the Fury defense. Peyton Manning adding to his collection of game balls for Fury. He passed for 1,005 yards, nine touchdowns, and, and we'll throw in the two interceptions. That was really the downside of his performance. Defensive back Ronnie Lott, Took his turn to start on the defensive side of the Fury. He had 17 freaking tackles, a sack, two interceptions, and three touchdowns. Immortals improved to one and two, their first win of their campaign and in, in their franchise history as they knock off the time ban at 73-62. Just a crazy football game. Everyone was raving about this one. Uh, Immortals grabbed their first win, as I mentioned, as they uh, send their fans home happy with a 29-point fourth quarter to send the time ban is packing. Quarterback Fran Tarkenton may have thrown for 660 yards and three touchdowns, but he also threw four picks. Uh, Wide receiver Steve Smith, wide receiver Terrell Owens did most of the work for the Immortals as Smith had uh, almost hit 300 receiving yards, scored twice, and Owens had three touchdowns and 154 yards receiving on just five receptions. Brett Favre gets his first game ball, takes a ton of chances. He has not changed from his days in the National Football League. Doesn't care about the consequences, gets the game ball even with four interceptions because he had seven touchdown passes and 797 yards passing. Defensive back Mel Renfro drives home with his first game ball after his 15 tackle, one interception, and five knockdown performance. Uh, Diamonds, uh, I don't know where they were this past week. They fall to one and two on the season as fan-centric frenzy gets into the win column with a 53-6 to win. Uh, Randall Cunningham, the human turnover machine, throws three more interceptions. He's up to 11 on the season. That leads the lead, by the way, or leads the league, by the way. Cunningham did throw for 663 yards and a few touchdowns as well. Marcus Allen scored twice, once in the ground and the other through the air. He had 212 combined yards in the day. Diamonds quarterback Roger Staubach was sacked 13 times and only 127 yards passing, zero TDs or interceptions. Brian Westbrook, remember him? He rushed the ball 26 times, and guess what, my friends? He had zero yards. Cut in Jackie Smith, caught an incredible 29 passes for 314 yards. He gets the game ball. 
Um, Randall Cunningham better be taking him out for dinner for the rest of the week for bailing him out. And the Minister of Defense, Reggie White. Just hold on a second when I tell you this one. 11 sacks on top of 11 tackles and forced a couple of fumbles for good measure. An incredible performance by him. Uh, throwbacks improved to 3-0 and in the season in a tight one. Uh, they beat Valhalla 28-23. We'll be listening to the new owner of Valhalla a little bit later on this podcast in our special guest department. Uh, the throwbacks like winning tight football games. Kicker Mark Mosley kicked seven field goals for the throwbacks. And uh, wide receiver Harold Carmichael had 14 receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Valhalla running back Jim Brown was a busy man, 38 carries for 86 yards, nine receptions for 84 more yards, and a touchdown. He did fumble three times, though. That was certainly a problem for Valhalla. Michael Vick had a modest 251 yards and three touchdown passes for Valhalla as well. Game balls? I'm not sure who was handing out the awards for this one. I think they might have been drinking, but Terry Bradshaw, Impressed the media enough with his 439 passing yards and a touchdown. He did throw three picks. Defensive back Lester Hayes was the man for the throwbacks. He had 10 tackles, an interception, and two knockdowns. Demo gods uh, improved to two and one the year they pushed the birds of prey to 0 and three. They went 46-21 to the demo gods. Um, they jumped out to a 29-7 halftime lead and cruised the rest of the way. Birds of prey quarterback John Elway up and down day with 316 yards. Passing three touchdowns and two interceptions. His favorite target was Dante Hall, who caught 13 balls for 100 yards and two touchdowns. The 2022 campaign in the AFLL seems to be all about tight ends. I'm telling you this right now. Mark Bavaro ended up with 202 yards receiving. Wide receiver Sterling Sharp scored twice on just three receptions. Warren Moon throwing bombs all day. Like he was going deep all day. He had, uh, Throws of 46, 85, 51, and 28 yards, which got him to 604 yards passing and five touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions and fumbled once. Ed Reed gets his offensive game ball for the Demo Gods. Hit eight tackles, one interception, and one knockdown. A beatdown of all kinds of variety as the Goats beat Originals 85-9. to nine. The Goats are now 3-0 and on the year, as I said earlier in the podcast. They went to work early and often. They lent on their tight ends a lot as four different tight ends caught a pass or two as tight end Ozzie Newsom, Jason Witten, Rodney Holman, and John Mackey all had uh, catches on the afternoon. Ozzie Newsom led the way with 14 catches for 177 yards. Jason Witten had three touchdowns. Original quarterback Drew Brees did not find the end zone against the Goats. He had 171 passing yards and one interception. And Earl Campbell, they tried to establish the run game over and over and over again. He ran the ball 42 times, but ended up with only 41 rushing yards. Otto Graham, I know you're not surprised. It's every week with this guy. He's got another game ball. A little less dominant this week. He had 602 passing yards and six touchdowns, and he actually made a couple of mistakes throwing to double coverage twice. That led to two interceptions. So he now leads Peyton Manning by only 110 yards passing and was passed by the Fury quarterback and pushing, passing touchdowns 24-22 on the season. Now, Lawrence Taylor had a lot of great performances in NFL career, but pretty hard to top this one because he had uh, 18 sacks. Yeah, in one day. He forced two fumbles for the Goats. Ambles are now 3-0 as well as they beat Hunters 31-26. They took their foot off the gas pedal a little in the fourth quarter and almost let a 26-10 lead after three quarters slip away. But Joe Montana outdueled Dan Marino in Super Bowl 
at the Super Bowl in 1985. He did it again in this game. Andre Johnson did a lot of his dirty work for him. Actually, Andre Johnson tried to help out Dan Marino, actually, with 12 catches, 188 yards. Uh, Calvin Johnson and tight end Mike Ditka started for the Anvils and combining for third, 23 receptions, 412 yards, and two touchdowns. Montana sits fifth in league passing with 1,913 yards. He gets another game ball with a 677-yard and two-touchdown performance. Linebacker Dave Wilcox gets the game ball uh, on the defensive side of things. Uh, with seven tackles and one knockdown. And finally, the Monday nighter was not close. It was over quickly. 79-17, Beowulf over Elite. Beowulf leads uh, now 2-1 and one on the year. Elite quarterback Johnny Unitas was awful, like awful. Through six interceptions, he fumbled twice. And rushing leader, running back Eric Dickerson, was held to six yards on 23 carries. Terrible weather didn't help either team as it was a turnover fest. Quarterback Bart Starr had four interceptions, couldn't hold on to the ball either as he fumbled three times. I'll tell you who did have a great day. Running back O.J. Simpson scored three touchdowns on only 10 carries. He had 100 yards. Somehow he did not get the game ball. And our good friend Eric Metcalf had 72 rushing yards and 65 receiving yards for Beowulf. Game balls, honestly, again, I don't know who was giving these out, but Bart Starr and his turnovers were completely overlooked because of 794 794 passing yards and seven touchdowns and defensive back Cliff Harris, a no brainer. Thanks to 19 tackles, three interceptions and four knockdowns. That'll do it for the review of the week time. Now for our special guest, the newest owner of Valhalla. Here's this interview. Uh, one of the newest owners in the American football legends league is my good friend, Sean, Sean, welcome to the league. How are you feeling about becoming a new owner? Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> like how, how did you find out about this? I, I, it's great that we have you on board and everything, but how did you come, come into, uh, to, to become an owner of Valhalla? Uh, you know, actually it was kind of uh, random. I was part of the organization called vets to industry. And mm -hmm. um, we actually had somebody who posted a job um, uh, job rec they were looking for somebody to coach um mm -hmm. one of the teams and as a result i kind of reached out and um i you know tried to learn more about it and when i when i heard about it i was like oh my god this sounds amazing so yeah um i <clears throat> reached out to a friend of mine who was like um he's actually one of the coaches for uh, the eod demo gods and right. he told me about the league and he connected with me with uh, Andy and Tony. And then uh, once I met with them, it was kind of the rest was history. <laughs> My gosh. And so like, what was it? What was the amount? What was the time frame? Was it a week? Or was it was a couple of weeks. What, how did that turn out? Um, as far as, well, uh, I actually started getting interested in it uh, for over a couple of week period or right before the right. holiday. Um, mm -hmm. And now as far as actually getting, uh, you know, through the process of actually, you know, uh, getting everything official, that took probably a good month or two, uh, just yeah. to go through the process of, uh, you know, all the um, the cryptocurrency, you know, transition yeah. and everything. So it was uh, yeah. it was definitely uh, uh, it was fun. I'm, I'm happy mm -hmm. that's all behind us and we're ready to move forward and rock and roll. So when you take a look at your roster, what, what's the first thing that stands out to you for, for your, your new franchise? Oh, my God. Michael Vick. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And you live in Philadelphia, right? I live in Philadelphia. Uh, so yeah, yeah Mike, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge Michael Vick fan. Um, so I, you know, I know he, uh, he actually owns um, one of the teams in another league. So uh, I can't wait to meet up with him and, and talk with him. <laughs> Um, now, were you a big esports guy before this all started? Like when this, like, I'm I'm 50, so like esports to me was a little crazy. And I'm looking at my, you know, I watched my son watch other people play video games, but then this came up. I played Madden growing up, so this must be this is a little bit different than that. But what kind? What are you, what are your thoughts on esports as a whole? And then how excited are you kind of to be a part of this whole thing? Well, you know, honestly, I've I've heard about esports, and I've you know, obviously, I'm, I love you know, playing Madden when I could, when I had time yeah. to play video games, being in the military, I didn't really have a lot of time to dabble in all this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess, um, now that I, uh, I got into it, I, I was just, it was like, it seemed like a good opportunity really. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I, am a big nerd. <laughs> I, I love, I love gaming. I love virtual reality. I love all that kind of stuff. I, I dabbled in a lot of that stuff in my training role at Lockheed Martin, um, mm. you know, utilizing uh, technology, augmented reality, virtual reality, all that kind of stuff to support uh, uh, enhancing performance for mm. um, all kinds of stuff. And it was interesting because I always wanted to uh, do something with the national football league but uh, never got the opportunity so uh, i'm really excited to uh be able to do that now <laughs> uh, well, i don't think you'll be i don't think you're nerd i think you're awesome with all the stuff that you can do especially with the virtual reality stuff so uh listen like this is this is fantastic i'm glad you get to have michael vick on your roster i'm glad you're thrilled to be a part of, of the league right now and and welcome to the american football legends league john oh thank you thank you i'm re- really excited um, you know, and honestly, one of the things that I really love about this is the opportunity to, you know, one, have a veteran owned uh, uh, franchise. And ultimately, right now, it's I own it, but I do intend to uh, eventually open it up to uh, basically the military and veteran community uh, so that right. they can own a piece of it. And ultimately, any profits or anything long term that that is made is going to go right back to nonprofit organizations that support the community uh, as well as shareholders. Why, gosh, that's like (laughs) now you're blowing me away with all the cool things you want to do with this stuff. That's so cool. Um, What do you think of the team name Valhalla? Like the the logo itself is amazing. So I, I imagine you're pretty thrilled about that, the team name. Uh, you know, honestly, I was, I, I'll be straight with you. I was a little skeptical at first. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think two things really kind of um, uh, made me uh, take the leap. And mm-hmm. the first one was actually when I discovered how, and I, I knew um, Facebook was actually very invested in the, in the metaverse. Um, however, right. I didn't realize how invested they were until I actually, <laughs> Uh, discovered when I uh, there was a recruiter that I actually met the year prior. Uh, he had this great job with uh, uh, Facebook, and mm. I noticed during a, one of our networking events recently, uh, he had actually has the name of his organization was Meta, and I thought he had switched jobs. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I went and looked, and all of a sudden, when I went to the website, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is Facebook." And when I when I 
was like, oh my God, Facebook literally is so into this that they actually changed their name to Meta. And on okay. top of that, I actually did some digging and I was like, not only they've, you know, they've actually are pivoting from being a social media company to a metaverse yeah. company, right? So okay, that's that was the first one that I was like, okay, now I'm really, really interested. The second thing is really Valhalla spoke to me on so many levels. Um, mm. One, because ultimately uh, I have a, uh, I'm a Norwegian heritage. Um, okay. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Uh, yeah. When I say Vikings, not the uh, Minnesota Not Vikings. the team. No, I was talking about the actual have that. <laughs> Norse mythology, the Vikings, yeah. and, uh, the show Vikings. Uh, so uh, I just love the whole warrior mentality and, um, you know, the, uh, the concept of Valhalla to basically, you know, um, wake up every morning and fight, uh, fight alongside your brothers and, um, okay. you know, get to do it over again every day. I mean, hey, that, that's a good, uh, that's a good ending for me. Oh my gosh! It's almost like you're born for this franchise, Sean. So this this is yes. such a, that's that's great. I, I love the stories. I hope to have you on a, a few more times here down the road. But again, congratulations! Uh, welcome to the league, and I'm looking forward to see what you do with your, with your new franchise. Oh, thank you so much. You know, the one of the things that I really want to make sure and do too is uh yeah you know, um ultimately is to bring awareness uh, and you know. Um, support for the uh 22 a day ultimately the you know uh unfortunately 22 veterans a day basically struggle and and lose their battle to some of the silent demons that they face um mm -hmm. so uh and actually there's, there's a couple of one of the other reasons i liked uh, valhalla there's actually an organization called tila valhalla um it's a project um that was started by a veteran who lost one of his friends to suicide. Um, so uh, I I was actually a, a client and a reasons I, uh, I, it all spoke to me. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, first off, uh, that's a, a fantastic idea that you're doing. And uh, I hope that uh, clearly, our, the league success will help your 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 plans down the road here, and very admirable. And uh, I hope that th this league and and everything that, that we have put together can help you and and your in your plans down the road here, Sean. So I, again, I really appreciate you sharing this story, and I can't wait to, for our listeners to hear this. So thanks again, um, and let's keep in touch, my friend. All right, thanks. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you.